Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and as always, it's an honor and a blessing to be able to spend time with you this evening. So, a friend had asked me earlier this week if I would do a message on how to live in God's divine protection. You know, she called me, or actually she texted me, and she said, you know, so many people, they they just don't understand you know, and they need protection and they want to, you know, they need to protect their families and they need to teach their children and, you know, stuff like this. And I said, absolutely, I'll do it. I'll do it. I see you guys jumping on. So welcome, welcome. So that's going to be the topic of this broadcast. And I'm going to cover as much as I can in the time that we have together. But God gave me some specifics for this message. And I believe that it's really going to bless you. So you'll want to make sure that you share this with others as well. So, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who they just, they don't even know God and they don't even think about his protection or, you know, there's people that do and they're just not sure, you know, what to do or, or like I mentioned before, but then there's other people that are just in the world that just live their day to day. They don't even think about God. They don't even think about you know, it's just like, well, I hope nothing happens, but, you know, kind of thing, right? And I just want to say right off the bat that this is a subject that similar to faith or healing, it could cause offense in some people because, you know, you'll you'll hear people say, well, I know, you know, Susie whoever or sister so-and-so who had a lot of faith and they still died right? Well, why did that happen? So here's the thing. I don't claim to have all the answers, but I do know that God's word is true. Jesus is our role model, and that's how I choose to live my life, and I let God take care of the rest. And that is not an excuse. That is the truth. You know, and a lot of people live their lives based on their experiences. And so, for example, like that, that I just said, well, sister so-and-so had a lot of faith, but they, listen, you didn't, you don't know what was in their heart. You don't know. I just had a conversation with someone today who has just been very resistant to receiving the word. And it's like, you've got to want it. You've got to want the Lord. You've got to close the door to the enemy. And I'm going to get into this. And I'm telling you, it is going to be such a blessing. I have personally seen the hand of God in my own life and in the life of my family members, you know, people that I love and numerous times. Is it because we're special? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I am a praying mama. I am a praying mother. I am constantly, you know, speaking the word over my son, over my daughter-in-law, you know, over my nieces, over my family, over my husband, over over all of us, right? This is just how I live my life. And, you know, listen, we live in a fallen world, yes, but I want to, let's talk about what God says, okay? God says he honors those who honor him, 1 Samuel, that's 1 Samuel 2.30. Jesus said in John 12.26, If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, my servant will be as well. And if anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Mm. The meaning of protection in the Bible as a verb 
is to cover or shield from exposure, injury, damage, or destruction, to defend. The meaning of protection as a noun is a state of being protected, all right? It's a state of being protected. Also the word refuge. Praise God, he is our refuge. So let's look at the word of God. You know, there's so many places in scripture that talk about the protection of God. Philippians 4.8 tells us how we are to think. This is huge when it comes to even your protection. This has so much to do with, with what happens in your life, the way you think, because the way you think is going to affect the way you speak, and your words give life to things. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, right? That's Proverbs 18, 21. If you live in fear, that means you partner with fear. Again, that's what you're going to speak, and then that's what's going to cause fear and anxiety to rule in your life, in your heart, right? And Jesus said, as a man thinks in his heart, right? So is he. Isaiah 26, 3 says, God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed or fixed on him. Peace. How many people are living in fear and anxiety and they just don't have peace? It says right here in Isaiah 26, it's because your mind isn't focused, fixed, gazed on Jesus, on the Lord, right? Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honor honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Tune out the garbage of the world. Oh my goodness. All the negativity, all the reality shows, all the drama, all the bleh. Ooh, garbage in garbage out. I mean, that's the way it works. Whatever you put in is what's going to, it's seed that's going to get planted in your heart. That's what's going to show up in your life. And then uh, verse nine, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen me put into practice, right? Oh, sorry. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, he said, think on these things and whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Listen, if the God of peace is with you, then he's speaking to you all the time. If you have peace, it's because you're in rest. You're trusting the Lord. You're confident in him. But if your life is just a mess and you're full of strife and you have, you know, just not good stuff going on, right? Then there's no peace. And then it's going to be hard for you to hear from the Lord. Okay. So again, if you keep your focus on negative things, that's what is going to come out because you'll be negative, you'll be fearful, and you'll speak those things, and that's what's going to rule in your heart and in your life. No good, right? Again, if you keep your mind fixed on Jesus and how much he loves you, how he paid the price for you to be made whole with his blood, right? At that cross, oh my gosh, and at the whipping post by his stripes, you were healed. And then at the cross, he took every sin, every sickness, every disease, every everything. So you could be made whole. And man, so if you keep your mind fixed on, you know what? We're just passing through in this world. You know what? Maybe you had a bad day today. Tomorrow is a do-over. You get a chance. You get a, you have a choice to decide how you're going to respond to the things that happen in your life. 
right? And Jesus has given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Okay, Psalm 37, 23 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Who's the godly? Well, if you're born again, if the Spirit of God lives in you, right? You've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The Spirit of God lives in you. And if you are making it a point to let the Holy Spirit live through you, you love God, you love people, that's how you live your life, God orders your steps. That's beautiful. Mm. Psalm 121.7 says, The Lord will guard you from all evil. He will preserve you. But you still have to choose to walk in agreement with him. You know, Jesus said in John 14, 30 and 31 in the Amplified that the enemy had no power over him. The enemy has no power over him because there's zero agreement. There's no agreement with the enemy. There's nothing that the enemy could use against Jesus. Remember, the kingdom of God works by legalities. The enemy could not legally hold anything against Jesus right? And Jesus stripped him of all his authority and now gave his authority, gave, gave the, the authority of Jesus to you and me. He stripped the devil of his, I get so excited. I, <laughs> I start stumbling on my words because I'm excited. Anyway, Jesus stripped the enemy of all the power, right? Adam gave the authority to Satan. Jesus took it away from Satan, okay? And gave it to you and me. Mm, hang on one second. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you, right? So you have to look at your life. If something is harming you, it's because you're not exercising the authority that's been given to you. How do you do that? You speak and you believe. That's how you do it. If something is disturbing your peace, it's because your mind is fixed on something other than Jesus, other than God, other, other than his word. It might be fixed on doing something that's contrary to God's word and not the way God says to do it. Maybe it's a relationship. No, I'm going to do it my way. But God's saying, don't do that. Keep your mouth shut, right? Don't do it. Okay, that was for someone. Okay, Psalm 91, 1 through 3. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, you are, my, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Listen, when the enemy starts throwing junk at you, that's what you need to do. You just need to say, no, I don't receive that. Lord, I trust you. You are my refuge. You are my fortress. Guess what? Whenever you're praising the Lord, praise is a weapon against the enemy. He feels like he's being hit with a baseball bat. He'll be like, I'm out of here, right? But if you sit there and you entertain the thoughts that he's throwing at you, the fiery darts, let me see if I can get them to agree with me. Yeah, fight with them. Don't forgive them. Darts, they're darts. Speak bad of so-and-so. Another dart. And if you come into agreement with those things, you give the enemy access to just have his way and wreak havoc in your life. That is not what you want to do. You want to do it God's way and say no and shut the door to the enemy so he can't use anything against you. And then you speak, use the authority Jesus gave you. And okay, so, oh, here we go. Psalm 144 too. 
He is my loving devotion and fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer. Mm. He is my shield, right? My shield, my defender in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. I'm telling you, God is, he's not only your healer, he is your provider, he is your defender, he is your everything, if you will allow him to be. Hmm, right? The names of God. Oh my gosh, Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. But here's the good news. That was Proverbs Old Testament. The Holy Spirit lives in you now. You don't have to call him down from heaven. You just speak. Oh Lord, thank you. Father, thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to live in me, the very spirit of Jesus, Galatians 4, 6 says. And if you don't know what to do, Lord, I ask you for wisdom. Show me what to do in this situation. You need protection. Lord, protect me. And I speak protection against all evil. Devil, you cannot have my children. You will not have you know, your way. Oh, I have done this so many times. This is what you do. You speak, you use the authority that God has given you, that Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing, nothing, no thing spells nothing shall by any means harm you, but you have to speak. And if something is harming you, it's because you haven't used the authority you've been given. This is the word of God. This is not my opinion. Okay. What opens the door to the devil? How does he even get an opening, right? It's when you stop, you know, going after purity and holiness and agreeing with God. And maybe you stop reading the Bible. You stop speaking the word and you just start entertaining all the things of the world and living by your five senses. I always say if someone is low on faith, that's because they're low in the word. You've got to feed, right? Just like you need physical food to, to have strength, you need the word of God to feed your spirit, to feed your mind, right? You know, beloved, 3 John 2, I, I wish above all that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, right? You've got to, you got to feed, you got to feed your spirit, you got to feed your mind, and that will in turn make your physical body strong. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, right? It pierces even through the, to the joints and the marrow and, and, it, and it even will show you the intentions of your heart. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces. Okay, praise the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. David said right? David, who defeated Goliath, David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm. But now I have kept thy word. See, David, we know the story, right? He committed adultery. He had Bathsheba's husband killed, put him on the front lines. So basically he committed murder and, you know, um, and then, but then he turned back to God. He realized, you know, after his baby died and all this stuff and you know and then God gave him Solomon later just God is a restorer when you turn your heart to him oh my gosh he lost his baby but then he turned his heart to God and you know God is a good God he is so awesome and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him 
praise God, you're going to become like the thing that you gaze on, the thing that you, that your eyes, that you're focused on, that you think about, that you meditate on the most, right? You're going to become like the thing you focus on the most. They know the way of your thoughts, right? Your life follows your thoughts. Glory to God. And God wants you to be transformed into the image of his son, right? We were created in the likeness of God and God wants us to be transformed like Jesus into the image of Jesus. He sent the spirit of his son in us to help us, right? And if you're not, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior, I'm going to help you with that, you know, at the end of the broadcast. You want that. If you've never, oh my gosh, then you wouldn't even begin to be able to understand the Bible because the Word of God, the Bible is spiritually, it's a spiritual book. It's spiritually recognized or discerned. Okay. So, oh my gosh. We have the name of Jesus as a weapon, right? The name above every name. The name at which everything, every sickness, every disease, every everything has to bow. You speak, everything is about in the name of Jesus. We have the word of God. Again, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's called the sword of the spirit, the word of God. So when you speak God's word, thank you, Lord, that you have given me authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm me. Guess what? That is taking authority. What is the situation? Devil, you will not win. Okay, I see my, my child going wayward. No. I say no to that right now. You cease in your operations against him. I say that my son is coming into the kingdom of God or daughter or whoever, you know, in the name of Jesus. And so be it. And then you just keep, don't nag your child. Don't, oh my gosh, don't, don't like preach at them and be like, you better get it together or else, you know, kind of stuff. Cause then there's no love, faith and encouragement there, right? If they know, if you see them messing up, you know what? We're all products of words that we have received, words that have been spoken to us. And, you know, truth be told, if they're not doing too good, you may have helped them get there. Uh, listen, don't get offended. I mean, if you, if you are open to truth, you know, God will show you where. I was guilty of that. I, I just, I had to go and apologize to my son because I was that parent that was like, you better get it together. Oh my goodness. And he was like, mom, goodbye, you know, kind of thing. And I realized later I was doing it backwards. How would Jesus have done it? He would have said, this isn't who you are. You're amazing. I love you. I'm proud of you. Despite anything that's happened, come on, you can turn this around. Let me help you. That's what you need to do if I'm just saying, okay, all right. We have the Holy Spirit in us and Jesus has given us the power to bind and loose, right? Matthew 16, 19, you know, Satan, I bind you from operating in my son or in my daughter, in Jesus name, in my husband, husbands and wives. The Lord sees you as one. You can repent. Lord, I repent on behalf of both of us. In Jesus' name, because the Lord sees you as one. You repent and you say, devil, you, I command you to get out. Get out of our marriage. Get out in Jesus' name. And I speak life and I speak wholeness and I speak health. And I love my husband and he loves me. I love my wife and she loves me. And we have eyes only for each other. This is how you battle in the spirit. You take authority. Glory to God. Okay. 
1 Corinthians 4, uh, 6.17 says that your spirit, uh, you're, that you are, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So if Jesus, if the Holy Spirit is in you, your, your spirit and the Lord's spirit are one. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. So we know that God's word is God's will. So do you know the word of God? Are you reading it? Are you listening to it? Are you doing it? Obedience is key to walking in God's divine blessings, right? And protection. We know that God is good to the godly and the ungodly, right? But it's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. Okay. So again, you want to use the, the weapons that he's given you. Jesus is our role model. Also, Ask the Father to give you a discerning of spirits, meaning like recognizing the different spirits, right? You got to test the spirits so that you can know when an evil spirit comes because Satan is crafty, you know, and he wants to deceive by things that look good and, you know, mm -mm. you want to ask the Lord, say, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to give me a spirit, the spirit of discernment, right? The gift of the discerning of spirits so that you can know when an evil spirit is present and you can take, take authority over that. There have been so many broken hearts, broken homes, broken relationships, right? All because of evil spirits working to seduce, right? To, to tempt. And, and it's in operation in people that don't even know any better. And, and sometimes people that do know better. And I'm telling you, when temptation rears its head and you're tempted to look at someone other than your, you know, your, your spouse or your husband or your wife, you need to run. You need to say no. Don't sit there and entertain it because the devil is laughing at you. Like, come on, come on. You can't go anywhere in your physical body that you haven't been in your mind yet. You have to close that door adultery, drugs, addictions, and so on. We need a real revelation of these quote-unquote seducing spirits that are causing people to be tempted and to fall, right? Oh, man. And then it just destroys life. It destroys homes, marriages, relationships, kids. It's, it's awful. And the devil is laughing the whole time because that's what he's after. That's what he's after. John 10, 10, right? Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. People throw their whole marriage of 20 plus years away for five, five minutes in the backseat of a car with someone else. My God, don't ever do that. And listen, okay, for maybe the person who's watching who that did happen, repent, tell God you're really sorry, if you mean it with your whole heart, you'd be like, David, turn, repent. God will restore you. He will, and then good things can happen in your life again. God is a restorer, but there are still consequences, you know, to, to actions. That's the thing. God will forgive you, but there's definitely, you know, consequences when sin is present or where there's been sin, right? David did lose his baby, you know? But then God restored him and gave him Solomon. But you get what I'm saying. We need to be on guard every day of our lives against 
the devil and you have to know the tactics you have to know the tactics of the devil you focus on jesus but you just be on guard and i'm not talking about living in fear i'm talking about listen to the way people talk around you listen to what opinions are they trying to give you every day because every day we have stuff of the world thrown at us we got to be rooted and grounded and strong in the word of god so immediately and that discerning of spirits so we can just shut that down and say, mm, no, <laughs> you know, uh, no, not receiving that. I trust you, Lord. Oh, this happened over here. Oh, no, we need to fix that. Mm -mm. The word says this. We're going to do it this way. Somebody else comes. No, but you should. No, no, no. People will get mad. People will get offended. But you need to be strong in the word of God and not consider opinions bad reports. You need to go on with God. I'm telling you, people around you will get mad, but you will walk free. You will walk free. I am serious. Mm. A symptom shows up on your, your spouse or on yourself, your husband, your child. You say no in Jesus name and quickly command that thing out in Jesus name and don't consider anything else. You may need to do something in the natural. You know, in the meantime, my gosh, if you're in a fire and you have to put stuff on burns, go for it. You know what I mean? But you speak and then you just expect healing rapidly, rapidly. If it's a cancer, a germ, a bacteria, a virus, it has to die. So as soon as you speak to it, no, picture it, dying, boom, leaving, okay? I'm not yelling at you, just very passionate. <clears throat> Praise God. You know, just quickly, oh my gosh, we're almost out of time. My A friend of mine was telling me that her five-year-old son, and she's a strong believer, and she's just, you know, lives her life that way. And her five-year-old son is just, you know, uh, you know, with her all the time. And he, he's just a strong man, you know, little guy of God too. He's awesome. The Holy Spirit lives big in him. Well, anyway, my friend had a migraine headache, like a real bad headache. And she said to him, oh, mama has a headache. And he said, right away, he goes, no, mama, out in Jesus' name, headache. And she said, Lisa, that thing, he didn't even hesitate. Just like, uh, uh, just with authority, the believing like a child, no, considering nothing else. No, mama, headache out in Jesus' name. And she said, literally, she felt the thing just and leave that quick. That's how we have to do it. That's why the Lord said, believe like a child. Believe like a child. Believe like a child. That child doesn't have years and years of things to undo. But I'm telling you, we ask God, just clear your mind and feed on the word. Ask for the discerning of spirits. This is so powerful. It's so, so powerful. Okay, my gosh, I got to hurry. First John 5.18 says, we know that anyone born of God, right? Anyone who has the spirit of God in them because you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, God sent the Holy Spirit in, recreated your spirit. So you are born now of God, born from above. 1 John 5, 18, we know that anyone born of God does not keep on sinning. If you really have the Holy Spirit in you, you don't even want to do the things that you did before you were sick. Like that stuff just turns you off now, Ugh, right? We know that anyone born of God does not keep on sinning. The Son of God protects him and the evil one cannot touch him. That's powerful. 1 John 5, 18, read it for yourself. My gosh, we know that anyone born of God does not keep on sinning. 
Because if you sin, you're opening the door to the devil. You got nobody to blame but you, right? Repent quickly. Get rid of it. Boom. You're right back in right standing again. Okay. The son of God protects him and the evil one cannot touch him. That says so much. So are you born again? Right? Do you have the spirit of God living in you? Then choose to let the Holy Spirit live through you. Be in agreement with God. Okay, I think I've said a lot about that. Do you think the enemy even stands a chance against the believer who knows who they are in Christ, your identity, right? You're a child of God. His spirit lives in you. That's what makes you a child of God, right? If the son of God spirit is in you, the spirit of Jesus, you are God's child now. That's your identity. You're not someone that's sick or, you know, no, that's not what you identify with. You identify you are, your identity is a child of God. Do you think the enemy even stands a chance against someone who knows who they are in Christ, Christ in them, right? And knows the authority that they can use because they've been given authority over all the power of the enemy. Oh my gosh, we are totally out of time. And so I just want to say to you, you can release, you know, angels of protection over your children, right? You can do that. Jesus said, don't you know I could call down legions of angels at any, any second, right? But that would have defeated the purpose. We can do the same thing. And then just know and trust that they've been released and they are there to protect. I do it over my son all the time and my daughter-in-law. Lord, I just release your angels of protection. Lord, send your angels of protection. Either way, we don't want to put God in a box. You can ask God in Jesus' name or just, Lord, I release them because the Spirit of God lives in you in Jesus' name. And you know something? Know that they've been released. They're on assignment. They are, they're waiting. So my gosh, I think, well, we are. We're completely out of time. So just quickly, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, but you'd like to, just repeat after me right now, mean it with your whole heart, and just say, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, or just say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart right now. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I know you died for my sins, and God the Father raised you on the third day. I know you're alive now, and you live forever. Teach me your ways, Lord and baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Let me be on fire for you. I thank you, Lord, right now. I turn my life to you. Take my life and make it what you want it to be. I thank you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, in your name, Lord, amen. Welcome to the family of God. If you just prayed that and you meant it, Holy Spirit, God just sent the Spirit of his Son, the Holy Spirit, into your heart, to recreate you. Now, you need to get into the Word of God. Get yourself an easy-to-read Bible. I like the NLT, the New Living Translation, if you're just starting out. Very easy to read and understand. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand the Word. But I, I hope that this was helpful to you tonight. But, you know, this is how you walk in and live in God's protection. Be in agreement with Him. And I say get in God's Word now because that's the only way to be transformed from the inside out, right? You have to renew, put the new, right? God's word in your, in, feed on it so it gets into your mind. Then your heart, you know, that's been recreated, your spirit will line up with your thoughts, with your mind, and you'll have the mind of Christ. 
Praise the Lord. I thank you for joining me tonight. Please share this everywhere you can. And let's advance God's kingdom together. I love you. I bless you. Thank you for watching The Victorious Life. And I'll see you soon. God bless you.